When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Three minutes past seven. Good morning to you. If it is your first time listening to SENSA Breakfast, welcome. Mark Bickley is here. You can listen on the app. Send us a text 0427 154 166. Bix had a good morning so far. Yes, indeed. Got a little pump up here for you. Nice to hear the new boys' insightful knowledge of the world game. Keep it up. That's you with your world game uh, update that you do each morning. Well, I love it. And I think the great thing about um, SENSA Breakfast, and we're not trying to pump up our own tyres, but let's just do it anyway. Mm. We're going to cover all sports here. Now, we know that the AFL is going to drive a lot of the conversation over the next few months, but there's still a lot of big sport happening around the world and, and locally. And, and women's sport too. I mean, we mm-hmm. need to say again, congratulations to Meg Lanning and the Australian women's cricket team for um, being, you would probably be forgiven for saying that they are our favourite national sporting team right now and most mm. successful national oh, sporting team dominant, that we've got. Yeah, last three World Cups. Yep, we have a, a Women's World Cup coming to Australia really soon. So the Adelaide Thunderbirds start their season. We want to, to give it as much coverage as possible. And we certainly will do that with the voices of the people that make up the sport and the communities too. Um Bix, you are part of a singing community here in South Australia and you walked in last week singing. So talk about the music that you wanted to do today. Yeah, well, what we're doing, we're going to play a song which we think sums up each club's season that's approaching. So we kick this off. We're going to do six today, six tomorrow, six on Thursday, done in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. I've started with Adelaide, Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Yep. They're halfway there. I think we're hoping they're going to get there. Mm-hmm. You went with Brisbane. Under pressure because they've. Oh, I think they've got the, the best list in the AFL and they, they need to make a grand final or it would be seemed a disappointing season, I would think. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Next up is Carlton Chumbawamba. There you go. They got knocked down last year, late in the, just before the final series where everyone thought they were going to play finals. Uh, but they didn't. But I think they're going to get back up again. And you heard them. We'll be singing when we're winning. I think this will be the fairy tale this year. We've had the Western Bulldogs fairy tale. We've had the Richmond fairy tale. I think we're going to see the Carlton fairy tale. It's good. Year. What's your team and what's your song? 0427154166. Here's mine for Collingwood. Gone with um, bit of rock set, set dangerous. Straight um, out of your uh, your collection. Well, I originally wanted Michael Jackson dangerous, but I think we. I feel a bit icky playing Michael Jackson, mm, so it's a good choice degree. actually. So, um, look, I think Collingwood. A lot of a lot of people fell in love with Collingwood last mm. year because of the way uh, that they were coached. 
what Craig McRae managed to do with the team, and I, I saw a little bit of Brayden Maynard on a podcast over the weekend saying that he's just brought a bit of love back and, mm. uh, and it's asking the players to get better every day. But I think it's dangerous to get too excited about Collingwood. Um, I feel that they have a good list. They don't have a great list. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a bit of a false economy for them last year. So their expectations now would to go what be going one further than the mm. final series that they made. I think it's dangerous to get too excited, but it's also dangerous not to, um, to write them off. Mm. Well, that's, that's a multi-layered song. Uh, I think about my music very deeply. <laughs> you sort of, sort of straddled the fence though. No matter which way Collingwood goes, you get it right. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's um, a good answer. Then, and isn't it? soon enough, I think on Thursday, what we will do is reveal how you came up with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we've really, we've done a really strong lens on this. Um, so we could do that on Thursday, but send us your suggestions as we get into the daily Agenda! agenda! We had some footy over the weekend, Bix, Adelaide and Port Adelaide still over in Western Australia taking on uh, Frio and West Coast respectively. What did you see that you liked from both matches? Let's talk about the Crows first. Okay. Well, the first big plus was I thought Rory Sloan, who was uh, up on top of the ground and running around and doing some nice things, kicked the goal, looked really fit. So played on a wing predominantly. So I think that's a really good fit for Adelaide. He'll get out there. He can run around. Gives opportunities for younger players in the midfield. So that was a tick. Isaac Rankin continues to impress. He was on the score sheet again. Three goals for him. Uh, played through the middle. That sort of tag teaming effort with Rochelle. So through the midfield. The ball movement. I like the ball movement. They look like they're trying to move it quicker. So uh, get into your front half. If you take a mark, just wheel around and get it into your forward line. They're able to hit blokes on leads because the opposition hadn't didn't have a chance to get back. So I think that's a big plus. And then there were some other uh, discussion points. What what they were looking at with their Ruckman. So uh, Riley O'Brien uh, predominantly started, but then Elliot Himmelberg had an opportunity to go into the Ruck. We saw Riley Philthorpe go into the Ruck as well. So there's really, uh, when Taylor Walker comes back in, uh, th- there's going to be a, uh, an overflow of one big man because you don't really need Himmelberg if you've got... Walker, most people think Thilthorpe will play because he's the future. So you don't need Walker, Thilthorpe, Fogarty and Himmelberg. So at the moment, Himmelberg drops out. But then there is a a school of thought that says Riley O'Brien is not so dominant in the ruck with his hit outs, particularly at centre bounce, uh, that that he absolutely commands that he has to be there. And can you play Elliot Himmelberg in the ruck? Maybe not as proficient as getting his hand to the ball, but you don't lose a whole lot if you're not dominant in there anyway. But then he gives you more around the ground. And we saw what he was able to do. Took a couple of marks and kicked a couple of goals up forward. So I think that's one to watch in uh, the way Adelaide go about it next week. And um, and we'll continue to watch that. And and the youngsters again, Berry was impressive. Saligo uh, and a whole host of those young players who continue to show just glimpses of what they're capable of. I mentioned um, Rochelle. He looks stronger to me. He was a bit fragile last year and he's had a sore hip and didn't play a lot of footy in the back half. He looks to be like he's more powerful and he can burst out of stoppage. And when he gets the ball, he's got a bit more explosiveness. So I think he's one to really keep an eye on. He could be really special. So moving into round one, would you say that Riley O'Brien's spot is secure? 
or that's one of the things that Matthew Nix will need to start working out over the next few I, weeks. I think I think he's he's going to start, but what I do think is that it, it's uh, the gap between those two is much closer now. Well, not so much uh, Himmelberg per se. I, I just feel like they they're looking at more mobile ruckman that can be. Mm that can give you more around the ground. You know, we saw it last yeah, Port Adelaide used Finlayson last year as a, uh, as a ruckman who can become that extra midfielder. Now that's an extreme case, but I think what it shows is, you know, Blitzarves is another one who just gives you so much more around the ground than just your, your lumbering big man. Now Riley gets after it on the ground, but when he, with ball in hand, it's just his ability to, you know, kick really well or to move the ball quickly. That that's probably the issue. But his work rate and his energy to get after the footy on the deck is, is probably better than Elliot Himmelberg's. We are going to touch on the Port Adelaide match before 7.30. Uh, we do need to get to Daniel Drew, though, because the Redbacks are in the Marsh Cup final taking on Western Australia on the 8th of March, which is great because what they could do is revive the reputation of South Australian cricket after a pretty tough weekend, especially for the women. So we will speak to Drewy next. It's 11 minutes past seven. We are coming to you live from SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning.